off and the clock has started. Okay, people, what is it going to take? It's just eight simple words. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. Eight words. Greetings and welcome to 20 minutes you'll never get back. You know, I would have had an announcer say that, but what am I going to do? I've given up. I've I've completely given up on getting an announcer. Anyway, my name is Doug Prazak. Welcome to uh, episode 30. Can you believe it? I can't. 30 episodes so far of 20 minutes you'll never get back. Today's episode is a result of sheer boredom. Um, you know, we're, we're now in the 11th month of trying to survive COVID, staying at home, finding things to do. You know, way back in episode one, I talked about being stuck at home in jigsaw puzzles. At the time, my wife was on her 11th puzzle. She's currently working on number 30, 34. Yeah, uh, jigsaw puzzles are certainly one way to go, but they're not my cup of tea. So I was trying to think of something to do. I'm kind of bored with playing solitaire because A, it's lonely and B, it's in the name solitaire. So I thought, well, what about board games? Hmm, we have a closet full of of them. Why not? And well, you kind of know what happened next. That's right. Here it is. I did some research so you don't have to. Now, Board games have been played in nearly all societies and cultures throughout human history. There are many different styles and genres games can be based on strategy, chance, or a combination of the two, and usually they have a goal that players try to achieve before their opponents do, you know, like win the game. Now, many things have been deemed obsolete, but yet the humble board game is still in play today. Additionally, many have been around for literally thousands of years, and you can now play those on your phone. Despite all the uh, tech distractions these days, board games are as popular as ever, and they're actually maybe even more popular as families uh, are stuck at home, and the board games are proving to be a great way to bond and have some fun. So the question is, what was the first board game? I'm glad you asked, even if you didn't. The oldest board game known to man is Senate, and it was played all the way back in pre-dynastic Egypt, and that's about 3100 BC, you know, for those of you keeping score. Senate is played on a board divided into 30 squares, referred to as houses. The objective of the game is to move your pieces through the board, eventually reaching the finish line with all of your pieces off the board. Now, this original concept is now the mainstay of many of today's most popular board games, proving that board games really haven't changed all that much in the past 5,000 years. It wasn't long after board games were adopted by the royals of the ancient world that the working classes wanted in on the fun. Now let's skip ahead a few centuries, if you will. As the United States gradually embraced urban living in the 19th century, more abundant leisure time and a significant rise in income became available to the middle classes. The American household then became the epicenter of entertainment. Young children were encouraged to play board games that aided in developing literacy, competency, and provided some moral guidance. Now, what was the first board game ever invented in America, you ask? Now, that's kind of hard to say, but one of the most well-known board games of all time is a thoroughly American creation. Yeah, you want to buy Boardwalk? The story goes that Monopoly was invented in 1903 
by a woman named Lizzie McGee. At that time, the game wasn't called Monopoly, but it was called The Landlord's Game instead. Despite having a different name, fans of Monopoly would likely find The Landlord's Game pretty familiar. The game was played on a square board which had various properties around the outside that players could buy for differing amounts. It's unclear whether the Landlord's Game actually included the get-out-of-jail-free cards. Modern Monopoly was actually published in 1935 by the Parker Brothers and is now considered to be one of the greatest board games of all time. Well, to sort out just what is the greatest board game of all time, I did even more research. There is a ton of board games out there, but what I wanted to do was research it and find out what the most popular board game is, apply some criteria to determine if it really is in fact the greatest board game of all time. What was my methodology? Well, while I was researching this whole board game ranking, I took a look at game experts from across the internet, because you know, the internet never lies, and I used a lot of their input in my results. I also took a look at similar rankings from manufacturer specifications, some consumer reviews, and of course, personal experience. I played a lot of board games in my life. So I applied the following. One, nostalgia. Do I remember it? Do you remember it? How far back does it go? Do we love playing it? Number two, the gameplay. Uh, how was it to play the game? Three, mass popularity. Uh, four, does it have an educational component? Because there's a lot of board games that don't, trust me. And finally, the dollars earned by sales. That's kind of a trigger as to how popular it is. Uh, the worldwide born game market is predicted to go over $12 billion by 2023. That's assuming the COVID pandemic is over with. And if it's not over with, I'm going to guess it'll be a hundred gajillion dollars in sales uh, by 2023. Now, keep in mind, I've done some extensive research here, so much so that my head hurts. And I, I you know, actually, I'm saving your head from hurting because, you know, I did the research. Now, you may or may not agree with my findings and my ultimate ranking. If you do agree with them, I say, well, you're welcome. And if you don't, well, then don't invite me to your next game night because I'm pretty sure I'm busy that night. All right, here we go. This is the 20 minutes you'll never get back. Um, top 17 board games of all time in order. Number 17, the game Operation. Bzzz. Yeah, you know that one. Operation came out in 1964. It's a classic battery-operated game where you get to be the doctor and remove the ailments from a patient. The tricky part, you know, is the removal process itself. Do it wrong and you get buzzed. Do it right and you get some money. The winner at the end of the game is whoever has the most money. Operation sits at number 17. Number 16. Sorry. Yep, the year was 1929. Uh, sorry came out. Everybody begins at the starting point and tries to make their way back to their designated home. The game is solely based on chance, so you can easily you know, face setbacks that force you to go back to the starting line. Sorry. Sitting in the 15th spot is an oldie. It's Backgammon. Backgammon uh, was actually goes back to about the year 3000 BC, and it actually come in, comes in as the third largest money-making game, the number three on that one. It's a the legendary board game uh, with a pretty easy cleanup. The game has been around for centuries, and it's often easy to transport because it's inside of a folding case. Uh, in backgammon, you move checkers around the board based off the roll of dice. Each player has 15 checkers, and whoever successfully removes them or casts them off 
is the winner. The oldie backgammon is number 15. Number 14 on my list is just as old as backgammon. It's checkers. Uh, That was created back around 3000 BC. And checkers comes in at the second highest uh, money earning game of all time. You know, for the more laid back, uh, low key gamers, checkers is always a great option. It can often be found at uh, Cracker Barrel and played during a long Saturday morning wait for a table. Uh, It's a great way to pass the time. Although the game dates back to thousands of years ago, checkers never really gets old. You know, capture all of your opponent's checkers and you're the winner. Checkers is number 14. The 13th spot is held by Stratego. I love playing Stratego. Um, That came out in the year 1946 and is actually number 16 on the all-time money-making list. Players are given 40 pieces to start the game and can arrange them in whatever order you want. The idea is to have your pieces protect your flag from the opponent. Each player's objective is to go into the enemy territory and locate the other's flag. Stratego. Man, i got to find that game and play that. All right, coming in at number 12 on my list uh, is Catan, or Settlers of Catan. Uh, Catan came out in 1995, and it's number 15 on the all-time money-making list. The players in the game represent uh, settlers establishing settlements on the island of Catan. The game board is composed of hexagonal tiles of different land types. They're laid out randomly at the beginning of each game. I've played this game. It's okay, but... um, all the factors considered makes it number 12. Number 11, Pictionary. Uh, I love Pictionary. I like to draw. Uh, Pictionary came out in 1985, and it ranks as number 13 on the all-time money-making list. It's a great party game to play with a fun group of people, and frankly, I think it could be even, even better if libations are available. Uh, you'd be amazed how well your drawing skills improve. We've all played Pictionary. It's number 11 on my list. All righty, it's time for a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to finish out the list with the top 10 board games based on all the research I did. So don't go away. To keep your dog in top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed him sturdy, make him sturdy, happy, friendly, petty, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed him sturdy, beefy be sturdy, that's with that insist on sturdy. Ask any dog who's tasted it, the doggy with the bill. You sturdy dinner, dog food is delicious, get sturdy. Oh, what dog would not like a big bowl of sturdy dog food? All right, let's get back to the uh, the list of the top board games of all time. Remember, this is not just my favorites. This is based on internet research from multiple sources with their rankings applied against uh, how much money they made and their popularity and gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to move on with number 10. All right, the number 10 spot belongs to the Game of Life. That came out in 1960 and is number 10 on the all-time money-making list. Now, who doesn't love those little tiny plastic cars with little pegs sticking <laughs> sticking in them? You know, it, it held six seats. But if you had a family kept having more and more kids, you have to shove them into the sideways, like through the window. Yeah. Uh, in the classic game, players navigate their way through life via the, the luck of the draw from college all the way to retirement. Players maneuver their way through typical life experiences. No, they don't. But it was fun nonetheless, and it's number 10. Sitting in the ninth spot is Chutes and Ladders, and that was created in the second century. 
Okay, wait a minute. You're saying to yourself, created in the second century? Yes, you see, the children's board game Shoots and Ladders is actually based on an ancient game called Snakes and Ladders, which is believed to date all the way back to India in the second century BC. Now, it's a game of rewards and consequences. Based on where the spinner lands, each player advances on the board. Some squares indicate a good deed, which allows players to climb the ladder. However, some squares indicate a bad deed, which means players slide down a ladder. Or, I guess in the case of the original game, you get bit by a snake. <laughs> Horrible game. Number eight on our ranking list is Candyland. That came out in 1949, and Candyland is the ninth all-time moneymaker. The object of the game isn't to win actual candy, but wouldn't that be awesome if you did, if you're eight years old or my age, play the game and win a whole bunch of candy. It remains very popular with children and sells close to one million copies per year. There is absolutely no strategy involved in the gameplay of Candyland. Draw a card and move and you win. Number seven is Trivial Pursuit that came out in the year 1981 and it ranks seventh on the all-time money-making list. Now, clearly, if you love trivia and answering questions, then this is the game for you. Trivial Pursuit tests your knowledge with a crap load of questions in six categories. As players travel along the board, you answer questions, and if you get it right, you get a little tiny plastic pie wedge. Get all six pie wedges, make it to the center, and you win. Now, based on all of my research criteria and looking at other sites and how they rank games, the game coming in at number six on this list is chess. Chess came out in the sixth century, but it is number one on the all-time money-making list. There's no denying it. Chess is a classic game. It's been around for like a billion years. Chess requires like significant thinking and can last quite a while as you attempt to outwit your opponent. And if you don't believe me, then just go watch The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Excellent, excellent movie. I know how the pieces move. That's the extent of my chess knowledge. Oh, we're getting closer to the top spot. Number five is Risk. That came out in 1959. It is number 14 on the all-time moneymaker. Uh, this game gives players a chance to uh, rule the world. Yeah, you know, not the real one, but a fictional board game globe. Risk is all about conquering all 42 territories in the game and eliminating the other players. As the game progresses, you'll make alliances and break those alliances. So be ready to burn or get burned yourself. If you're looking for a quick game, Risk is not the one for you. It can take quite a while. And God help the person that kicks the board and all the little tiny army men and tiny little cannons and horses go flying all over the room. You'll never find them. Number four on the list is Battleship. Now, the original version came out in 1931. We all know the plastic version. Regardless, it's number eight on the all-time money-making list. Battleship is a head-to-head -head contest between players, and the objective is to locate and destroy the other player's fleet. Everybody remembers the commercial, B4, you sunk my battleship. Yeah. Uh, each player takes a turn targeting a, a number on a grid, and here's a tip for you. Always pick a space on the border. The border is the most common place people put their ships. You're welcome. All right, if you've been paying attention, you know there's uh, three major board games I haven't mentioned yet, which means they're probably the three finalists. Coming in at number three is Clue. Yeah, Clue. That came out in 1944, and it ranks as number six on the all-time money-making list. 
The advertising says, quote, if you love murder mysteries, Clue is the perfect game for you. The reality is, if you love using your reasoning skills, then this is the perfect game for you. Twists and turns, blah, blah, blah. The point is to find out who killed Mr. Black. Now, I played this game a billion times. I've been Mr. Green. I've been Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum. I had no idea that the person were, that, that died was Mr. Black. I get it now. Every other color was used except for black. I am so embarrassed. All right, Clue comes in at number three. Debuting in 1938, the game that comes in in the number two spot is, you guessed it, Scrabble. Number five on the all-time money list. I mean, a game that requires a dictionary to play has got to be good. And in case you wanted to know, the highest scoring legal seven-letter bingo word is Muzjix. M-U-Z-J-I-K-S. It comes in at 29 points and it scores 128 if you play it on the first move. Now, you might be aware of this, that in Scrabble, if you manage to use all seven of your tiles in one play, it will earn you a bonus of 50 points. That's called a bingo in Scrabble lingo. All right, we made it to the top of the list. It should not be a surprise to anybody what's sitting at number one. The number one board game is... Monopoly. Uh, Big surprise there, huh? Monopoly was created in the year of 1904, and it is the fourth largest money-making game of all time. It's a game that requires risk and a great deal of luck, but you know that. You've all played it. Nonetheless, Monopoly continues to be one of the most popular games after it hit the market in the early 1900s. And anyone who's played the game knows the secret. Always buy New York Avenue, Tennessee Avenue, and St. James Place. Just saying. Monopoly is sitting at the top of my list. And again, that's based on rankings from seven different sources, from uh, Better Homes and Gardens to Good Housekeeping to Players.com to uh, Rave.com. Everybody ranks it as one of their top. It's also based on the fact that it was the fourth uh, largest moneymaker, and it's based on its global presence around the world. Now, when you're at the top of the pile like Monopoly is, there's bound to be some various versions. And I have a list of the other versions of Monopoly you can get. There's the Ultimate Banking Edition. Players get a bank card, and the Ultimate Banking Unit keeps track of everyone's fortunes. It also scans the game's property cards and can boost or crash the market. That sells for $24.99. For $59.99, you can buy the Star Wars Edition, where you can play on the Rebel or the Empire side as you uh, try to conquer the universe. There is, of course, a Star Trek version. There's a National Parks edition. There's a Jurassic World edition. There is a Game of Thrones edition. There is a Disney theme park edition. And there is a Simpsons edition. And lastly, there is a Lord of the Rings trilogy edition. You can make the journey with the fellowship and claim the territories of Middle Earth. Gather powers as you move in and out of these territories. That can be yours for $139.99. Now, if you can't afford the $140 version, I have a I have a tip for you. Here's what you do. You get the $20 version of the classic Monopoly. Then you go into Google and you search some images from Lord of the Rings, print them out, cut them out, and glue them to the original version. Now you have your very own <laughs> Lord of the Rings trilogy version that was $120 cheaper. You're welcome. All right, that is going to wrap up this episode. What have we learned so far? Well, 
We learned that, let's see, we learned that uh, board games go back 5,000 years. We learned that chess sets are the top money makers of all time with regards to board games. And we learned that Lizzie McGee is a hero to millions of people who have tried to buy Boardwalk and Park Place and own that monopoly. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.